This is JFM Podcast. morning to you then thank you so much for choosing j101.9 fm you're on to the show let's talk your political social political and current affairs shows right here in the city of joss it's another beautiful day it is the 25th day of october 2023 the time right now is a minute gone past the hour of nine welcome my name is abigail seaman well it's another beautiful day to talk about a lot of things and one of the things that we would be looking at fundamentally today has to do with education distant learning and all of that i already have my guests with me in the studio this morning but before i introduce them a story we are looking at at the hour tax reforms federal government to streamline over 2,000 taxes levies to single digit numbers and the presidential committee on tax reforms and fiscal policy recommended the pruning of the long list of officially collectible taxes and levies currently exceeding 60 to a manageable single digit number Chairman of the committee, Mr. Taiwo Oyedele, disclosed this to um, after submitting his team's maiden report, which he called 30 days, quick wins in the committee's assignment to President Bola Tinubu at the State House in Abuja. And Tinubu directed the immediate implementation of all recommendations by the committee across federal ministries, departments and agencies. You can see that the MDAs and the tax committee's recommendations came on a day, the Naira depreciated further on the parallel market, selling at 1,310 Naira to the dollar, lower than the 1,210 Naira to the dollar it traded the previous day. Well, as they say, education is the bedrock of any society. And this morning, I am joined by Mr. Zachary Mohamed Tukur, who is the assistant editor of Distance Learning Center at Madubilo University, Zaria, Nigeria. Lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. Good morning and thank you for having me. It's good to have you here. And also I'm joined by Mr. Nanlat Muda, who is a business manager at EduTech. Lovely morning to you and welcome good to the show. Good morning to you all. Good morning. It's good to have you. But before we start talking about um, distance learning and all of that, I wanted to get your position on just a few things when it comes to the education sector. Um, recently, um, the Tinubu-led administration said they were going to be giving student loans and it would kick off officially by January of 2024. Um, from your disposition as a person, I'll start with you because I also want to get his own take on that, Mr. Zachary, too, also. Um, do you think it's a sustainable thing for the government to do? Is it a welcome idea? Do you think um, in the long run the government will be able to sustain student loans? Um I would say um, gov- the government is uh, acting like a catalyst, yeah. so they will start and uh, hopefully people in the private sector would also dive in if they see that it is um, it's an acceptable form of uh, financing for education. Yeah. So yeah, government would start and then other people would see, uh, you know, government would take the lead and then other people would, uh, you know, chip in as well. I mean, with more universities and uh, the long list of admission rate, mm. I believe that um, people would uh, embrace that and then in the long run, you know, seek other players to um, to have access to finance so that they can go to school. All right. Uh, Mr. Zachary, yeah. your position on, on that one? Well, I totally agree with my uh, colleague on this. Yes, uh, we 
Well, it's a very good uh, business. Let me use this word. If government should uh, uh, invest in this issue of uh, students' loan, and uh, we also have to call in uh, on key players to invest on uh, this particular issue of uh, student loan. Of course, it's a very positive venture, and now uh, we hope and encourage all the stakeholders to invest their exuberance in this uh, positive venture. I believe it's going to be sustainable. You believe it's going to be sustainable with our with our with our debt servicing profiles and our debts. We are almost reaching about thirty trillion in debt, and then um, the government is also saying in the th- in three years to come they still have more um, debts they want to inquire and probably maybe will be paying after forty years. So probably your grandchildren, your grandchildren will still be paying loans for that. So do you think um, it's well? If you say it's sustainable, is it? Do you think well, is what we need right now? Um. Listen, <clears throat> that is not really a bad thing. Yeah. All right. It's just you know what we do. What do we do with the money? Mm. All right. So um, I think recently some there was this news article about um, the number of uh, foreign workers that Angote refinery had to hire. Mm. All right. So think about it. Right. From his perspective, is that we have a skill set gap. Right. And for that gap to be covered, it will require years of investment in education, where schools need to teach that and all of and you know all sorts. Right. So if we had that you know, that number yeah. of uh, available technical resources, human resources, he wouldn't need to have hired. Right? So there is a, uh, you know, a place in the job market where we're not teaching or we're not preparing people for that. Right? So if, um, you know, companies have people trained in that, then they would hire, you know, those people. Right? So government is in a way investing in education, but, you know, directly to the people and not through the schools. Okay. Um, so, I, know, I, I, that would improve our mm, revenue, mm. and if you have higher revenue, you know debt is not a bad thing. I, I wish that the government is thinking the way that you're thinking. I really do not know <laughs> in, in what directions they're going when it comes to the student loan schemes and all of that. Well, you have to try. Uh, well, 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 one of the questions is how would the students pay back when it's time to pay back? Do we have a workable system that would allow students to be able to pay back these loans when they're done with schools and all of that? Well, I would say. Um, if payday lenders, you know, with a very limited resource can get money back from consumer lenders, mm. I think the government is in a very good position to, I am very sure you probably, only God knows how many documentation you would submit, mm. you know, to access that financing. So. Well, I yeah. hope in the coming days for students, <laughs> it will yes. be, it will be, because you wanted to add something, yes, course, Mr. Zachary. Uh, yeah. Yes, well, we, I believe the discussion has uh, really capitalized on the positive uh, uh, component of this student loan. Uh, we also have to look at it from another perspective, uh, looking at uh, developed, let me use this word, developed countries like mm-hmm. the United States of America. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but I got to know that uh, even the then President Obama paid off his student loan when he became the president of the United States of America. So I believe with that established uh, system, if it can take that long for a student to pay off the, the, the loan. Well, in Nigeria, I believe they must have put in place a very workable mechanism. I believe, I believe, before they can come up with this issue of student loan, student loan, 
Let's let's be very optimistic. I'm I'm optimistic. It's going to work. All right, I'm I'm going to join your side of the divide to be optimistic. Um, I don't know if a lot of Nigerians feel optimistic when it comes to education. And talking about education, let me come to you, Mr. Nanlat. Um, we've seen over time, especially in this country, that education is not given the the attention it should be given um, as a country. As we all know, that education is the bedrock of a society. Everyone needs to be educated. A lot of people will come with the argument that I really do not need to be educated to be somebody. I could always go learn a skill here and there, and I'm fine. But um, we've also seen that it's also important that education, or if someone has a form of education, be maybe primary school or even secondary school, at least the form of it. But um, in, the, in the past few years, we've seen education not go down the right way. We've seen um, members of ASU go on strikes, universities be on strike for eight months and uh, nothing is being done. Um, for you as a person, before we come to distant learning and all of that, for you as a person, do you think we're giving, the government is giving attention to education as it should be given or do you think it's just something like as they would say let's just let's just fulfill this part of our quota so nobody points fingers at mm -hmm. us um uh, well uh let me say um on the part of government i i don't really <clears throat> like to believe that they don't want to pay attention to education mm -hmm. they want they they would want to do it right um but you also have to understand that a large part of what we constantly ask and the the cause of the strike has been what finance <clears throat> right the amount of money allocated to education is never enough health will tell you not enough money if you go to agriculture they will still tell you not enough money so everyone is asking for what money money we need more money allocated so that we can you know get all the other things right well government have a very limited amount of money to go around for everybody. So the government can only allocate so much. Right? So their hands are also tight on that other end. So they can only allocate as much as they can. Even if they want to allocate more, the money just isn't there. All right. You know? So. Let me come to you, um, uh, Mr. Zachary. Do you, do you think that if we... Yes, we already have a lot of private universities springing up or here left, right, and center. But if you look at the cost... When it comes to the private institution, it, it, it's a lot. Uh, not a lot of people can afford it. Um, but do you also think that if government partner with private um, individuals when it comes to education, we would have it better? We wouldn't have cases of strike. We wouldn't see the dilapidations of um, school structures and facilities that we see across Nigeria today. Well, uh, I don't think uh, government must really partner with private uh, individuals to invest on our educational sector. Mm. The government, I believe, has more than enough resources to invest in our educational sector. Sometimes uh, you see policies uh, defied. Our major problem sometimes is this issue of continuation in administrative policies. Mm. Uh, when you have a government in place that has put maybe one or two policies in the educational sector, the problem we have once there is this issue of change of administration, all those policies, be it positive or not positive, will uh, be squashed by maybe any uh, incoming administration. But in the, the issue, but when we ask, look at the private uh, institutions we mm. have. Here. Yeah, they are doing very, very much well. In fact, sometimes beyond even our expectations. Uh, who are they partnering with? Are they partnering with the governments to do these things? 
for themselves. And then government must never in any way consider partnering with private individuals to make education a better system in Nigeria. It has more than, much more than enough resources to invest in the educational sector. The issue is we need this uh, zeal, the spirit. The spirit must be there. Uh, sometimes we don't give education much priority. Mm. This issue of strike you have mentioned is yes. just about finance. It's just about finance. And then we sometimes we move the resources to to other sectors that we don't really need to invest much on. So is it misplaced priority on the honestly? Own? Honestly, there's this issue of misplaced priority when it comes to spending by the government. But if much will be done on the educational sector, believe you me, this issue is just about. It's not even about maybe building more. I mean, coming up with new institutions. It's just mm. about maintaining the existing. Institutions. We have more than we have more private institutions than public institutions in Nigeria, and you can see uh, maybe a single person or having one more than one university in the country. This is just a private uh, individual. Yeah. So we need government has to has to do more on this issue of education to spend on education. You are spending on the country. You are spending on the people. We're spending on SUVs. So why not spend on <laughs> education that is really fundamental <laughs> to the lives of human beings? So um, let's let's talk about yeah, distant yeah. distant learning. Um, I, I don't know. I what what is it exactly when you say distance learning? Do you have to? You, I, uh, let me not put words into your mouth. I really want you to explain what distance learning is all about. Well, um, from a high-level standpoint, I would say it is uh, getting access to education from an institution that doesn't have to be, you know, you're getting uh, from an institution that doesn't have to be within your physical vicinity. Mm. Right. So think about it, right? In, in our case, we're talking about Ebu Zaria. Ebu Zaria is in, of course, Zaria, Kaduna State. State yeah. And you can be in Joss, you can be in Shandam, you can be anywhere. And thanks to technology, you can have access to an ABU degree from anywhere on the, on the plateau. Mm. Right? So that's kind of like the general idea. Well, for some people, uh, Mr. Zachary, being in the four walls of a school is what makes them learn. They really do not trust anything. I put it in air quotes online because now we are struggling with... Uh, our president having the allegation of certificate forgery um for you for you um what what makes it more fis- um, i don't want to use the word feasible but more um, acceptable to do distance learning than being in the four walls of a classroom well uh, sometimes i do tell myself this so i ask myself this question why do people now tend to move completely away from the fiscal banking hall now we are always going we we people have decide i mean this time around to embrace e-banking yeah the issue of conveniency comfortability efficiency and reliability so this issue is not in any way different from the educational sector Mm -hmm. Uh, but remember this type of uh, uh, program the distance learning is regulated by a regulatory body that's the National Universities Commission. Okay. The issue of reliability shouldn't even arise in the first place because you have a regulatory body that takes care of all uh, university programs in Nigeria. But then it started far back, and then most of Nigerians decide maybe have been taking all these e programs in uh, 
uh, other countries of the world, which we don't really know. You don't even need to have any physical contact with the institution, with the lecturers, with any other person. You will remain in Nigeria. And at the end of the day, after two, three months, you discover that someone has earned a degree. Mm. So the issue is becoming very alarming in Nigeria, such that the NUC frowns completely at this type of programs. And then how do we solve this pro problem? Is to come up with our own established and reliable system. And that's what brought about the distance learning, open and distance learning mode in Nigeria, mm. where universities, some in, in fact universities started operating as dual mode universities. Um, so what I mean in dual mode, by dual mode is you have both the conventional system and the online system. Mm. The only difference between the conventional system and the online difference, I mean system is mode of delivery. The quality, the content, the lecturing and everything is completely the same. The only difference is you need to go to the fiscal uh, system. Well, the issue of convenience, of course, you feel very comfortable when you go to the physical system. I totally disagree with that. Mm. Yes, I've passed through the system, I've been into the system, and I know how it works. You bear witness that when you need to move completely away from your comfort zone, that's your own house or mm. your home. Yes. To move all the way from, for example, someone living in Jos has to travel to Zaria or any other part of the country, get himself registered by the institution. You also need to get an accommodation for your own self which especially when you live in the campus you need to share the room with more than one two three four five people so what's the issue? i think this is actually talking from me from points of experience so honestly yeah. and then you go to a physical classroom where you have in nigeria we know it it mm. is especially over 500 actually students. if it's a general course yeah. some are sitting on the floor so uh, some are so close to the <laughs> lecturer you can't I could hear remember him. when I was supposed to have my under, undergraduate yeah, days and I'm supposed to have a, a course I mean a lecture by 7am yes. I had to go to the class as early as 5.30am to secure a seat mm. and so surprisingly when I got there there was no light I met some people reading with candle so imagine with this issue comfortability is not even any way uh, to be to be even brought into this uh, when it comes to conventional system yeah well, but if i say something in regards to that i think it's more or less of a cultural thing mm. something you're used to you know so when even if it's inconvenient yes. it, it doesn't deliver the value mm. but you're used to that i mean going through primary school secondary school mm -hmm. so that's four walls of the classroom exactly mm. it doesn't deliver the results if you are in a class with 200 people you raise your hand to answer a question <laughs> you know they can't hear you yes you know or you're shy you're afraid to look stupid you know exactly <laughs> so it doesn't deliver what you would think it would deliver but then you're used to it and then you're now told you have to make that you you're not looking at people like making that shift that would deliver that result but you're still hesitant Mm. because of culture well how then do you authenticate distance learning um you really cannot tell um and how so for schools they will tell you they're not just teaching you knowledge but they are teaching you in character too and i think one of the things that um, a physical um attendance of school or attending school does is that it builds your character and builds your confidence as a person i'm going to be i'm going to cite myself as an example i build confidence from doing presentations and and all of that but with distance learning where you do not have to be there how then from can one build character or how then can you authenticate that it is having the same effect it should be having on on the on the student 
Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I would say, uh, what uh, if you bring if you break it down to the kind of task yes. you know you do that helps build your character is would also have to be you know who gives that culture, right? You get that from maybe your lecturer in his um, mode of um, teaching, right? Mm -hmm. So there are those who would do impromptu quiz, those who will say, okay, we'll have group discussions, you know, and get somebody, a group member to make a presentation, mm. you know, all of those things. And you have that with this. I think I need to, to, to add to that also. Yes, go ahead. That's why the system is known as open and distance learning. Mm. It's a blended mode where you have the E component of it and you have the physical component of it. And that's why NUC frowns completely at E examination in Nigeria and uh, this uh, gives doesn't give credit to complete e-programs that's the one obtained abroad by Nigerians yeah. this one has a blended mode where there's a physical component of it okay. and there's the virtual component of it the e-component is you having your classes online you have your forums and whatsoever assignments delivered online but even on that you have forums where you have group assignments where you interact with your classmates. You see your classmates. There is a virtual, I mean, um, uh, what do you call video it? Conferencing? Video com conferencing. Okay. All those, uh, these technologies have been uh, adopted to make sure that you don't just feel compl uh, completely alone. Mm. You have all this contact with your lecturers and with your classmates, I mean, your classmates as well. But then, then it comes to the examination administration. When exams are completely administered physically, okay, you have to see the students, have mm. to see you in person. There, your, your character will be assessed to know if you are even worth, worth the certificate you're pursuing. Mm. So these are ways to assess. There are so many ways to assess the students based on character. Even in fact, when it comes to screen, after you have been offered admission, you have to appear in, f in person for okay. physical screen of your documents to so even make sure that those documents you presented online and uh, the process of purchasing the form are true, mm. are correct. They have to be screened, I mean assessed to make sure that it is you and those things you're presenting are really correct. So, um, for, for a person who is listening right now, why, why choose the Distance Learning Center at ABU Zaria? Why, why choose that? Because it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not saying it because I'm from the system. But uh, I give everyone who is listening an assignment to go online, search the website of the National Universities Commission, look for the best distance learning institution in Nigeria, and you'll see the ABU Distance Learning is ranked number one in Nigeria. This is not from me, but from the NUC. This is what Google is telling us. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, let me come to you, uh, Mr. Nanlat. For, for the Distant Learning Center in Namadabelu University's area, uh, what does it offer for students who want to be a part of the program? Okay. Um, well, we have um, undergraduate and we have postgraduate. We have nine courses for undergraduates, okay. ranging from business administration, public administration, economics, political science, international studies we have sociology we have accounting and we have computer science mm. and on the postgraduate side we have mba uh, that's masters in business administration we have yeah. masters in public health we have masters in public administration we have masters in law enforcement and criminal justice we have masters in information management we have uh, masters in um, international affairs and um, diplomacy uh, we have a PGD in uh, education. We have PGD in management as well. 
Okay, so um, how can one be a part of it? Let me come to Mr. Zachary. Um, for someone who's listening and wants to um, register or be a part of the Distant Learning Center, how, how what, are, what are the processes? Very like? easy. All that the person or the applicant needs is just to have an internet-enabling mobile phone or a computer system. Mm. Just go to the, open your browser, and log on to apply.ebudlc.edu.ng. I'll call that again. Apply abudlc.edu.ng once you just log on to this uh, application portal you will get to know the courses offered and the, the admission requirements and the procedure is so very easy just one or two three steps and that's that you make your payment online you buy the form online you you'll be offered uh, your admission notification via the email you use in creating your account mm -hmm. and within just 48 hours believe me once you are eligible you have you meet the admission requirements you'll be offered admission within maximum of 48 hours all right well, let me come to you mr nandi he mentioned that the processes um, <laughs> you do this you do that and all of that doesn't that feel like doing it physically too um okay so First and first, yeah. uh, applications are open all year round. You okay. don't get that with a physical university. Mm. And um, for undergraduates, you don't have to write jam. In fact, you don't need to write jam. Okay. You just need to submit your O levels, you know, and you click on a pro you choose a program, and then uh, it will be assessed to see if you have met the requirement. Mm. Looking at just your the certificates. Then, but over time, before you graduate, you have to do what is called a jam regularization, which yeah. is you, you purchase a jam card, you do certain registration, and you get a jam number because yeah. that is required mm -hmm. to complete your admission process. You know, but you would have started already. Mm -hmm. um, you do a screening. You know, there will be a screening where your documents will be verified before school resume. Mm -hmm. We run three semesters a year. Okay. Right. Um, it also helps you, so let's say, for example, you're working, yeah. right? If you have to do your master's in any of the universities here, you have to pick either weekends yes, or you do the regular. The regular means one, you yeah. have to run in between work and that. And from experience, if you ask um, most people, mm. you know, who do that, it affects their performance at work. Definitely. And then they're not also getting the best of school because they definitely will have to miss some classes. Yeah. Right. And so this solves that. Okay. With mm. this, you don't have to. With three semesters, if you have, you could do two semesters if that's what you choose. Okay. But with three semesters, it gives you, it affords you the flexibility of not having to take too much courses that affect your work performance. Mm. So, say for example, you have to do first semester regular, six courses. Okay. You can take four mm. and push two and do excellently well in the four. Okay. And then second semester, if you have to do six as well, you drop four, you drop two, you take four, you mm. do excellently. And then third semester, you put the two that you dropped earlier, that becomes four, and you complete. So in the same year that a regular student would have to do 12 courses and blend with his work, mm. you would have done the same 12 without having to drop performance at work. And you would do academically better on those 12 courses than would someone have had to switch in between leaving the office to go to work. Interesting. Yes. Um, let me come to you, Mrs. And Zach. it's cheaper. 
<laughs> We're going to come to the cost <laughs> of distance, Lenny. I was, was okay. going to get to that part, but let me ask uh, Mr. Zachary um, quickly. Um, yes, you have distance learning and you have your regular um, university going to school and all of that. What, what's the time frame like for distance learning? Is it the same or oh, four years course for a BSc? Is it the same one year, nine months or two years for, for a master's? Exactly. Everything is just the same as what we have on campus, but the only difference here, as rightly mentioned by Mr. Nalat, is uh, the semester. Okay. The semester system, because we run a three-semester system per session, unlike the, uh, the conventional system where you just have first and second semester. Mm. But he mentioned earlier that if you have, uh, for example, six courses in the semester to offer, yes. and you are able to register the whole six courses in your first semester, the second semester, you also have, for example, six or five courses. Mm. And you register those courses successfully and you pass them successfully. In your third semester, instead of waiting for the another session to commence or to kick off, you can just move to another level that you have. You're done with your 100 level at the first and second semesters. In the third semester, you move to 200 level. Mm. So you can see it gives you the flexibility to either, I mean, you can decide to shorten the duration mm. or you just maintain it the way it is because this flexibility gives people uh, the opportunity to graduate a bit earlier than the stipulated uh, uh, time so if you have three semesters in, in, in a year another three semesters in a year you discover that you within two years you must have completed your 300 level so it allows you it gives you but if you so wish to maintain it the way it is fine the system does not stop you from having those privileges. That's the, one of the flexibilities attached to this system. Is, is the distance learning center, especially the one at AB Uzaria, is it, um, is it um, I'm trying to find a better word to use, but um, do, you, do you go on strike? Because AB Uzaria is a government-owned <laughs> um, university. So yeah, is, yeah. When, when they're on strike, is the distance learning center on strike yeah, too, right. along, alongside? The distance learning as, a comp- as an organ of the university is uh, completely, let me use the word, autonomous. Okay. Yes, the word strike, we only hear it on the streets. Oh, wow. But we don't know how it works and, and how it affects businesses. Mm. Not just strike. Surprisingly, even uh, the COVID, COVID-19 pandemic yes. did not affect this program. In fact, nothing stopped. The only thing that was a bit adjusted was the examination because our examination is physical. Okay. But then there were so many restrictions about this physical gathering and what have you. But after all meeting all the COVID-19 guidelines and protocols, we were allowed to administer our exams in Nigeria, the first institution to, to have done that. Mm. And so you imagine if the pandemic it did not stop this program. Well, the issue of strike, we don't know it. It doesn't, it doesn't affect... It doesn't exist in your yeah, no, calendar. No, not at all. Not even the ASU, NUC, TLC, what, anything <laughs> you can mention it doesn't affect this program it's a continuous process so it's fully accredited by absolutely the, the by, body. by mm. the national universities commission absolutely all right let me come to you mr nanlat what are the things that caught my attention before i talk about the you mentioned affordable and the price before we come to that because money does <laughs> <laughs> the talking these days yeah. um one of the things that caught my attention is a 24 7 access to instructional um, materials um Permit me to say we're in a country where our internet service providers or internet um, 
um, service is not as um, strong as it used to be. You have days when you it seems like there's no bar, there's no internet, or or what have you. How then can how then can a student navigate their way around that? How then can the lecturers navigate their way around that to be able to give quality to the students who's doing distant learning? Okay, so um, in that regard, we have physical course materials okay. that will be given to you upon completing your registration. You'll get the physical course materials. Okay. One, you'll also get a soft copy on the LMS, you know, via the library, the e-library, to download all of your e-copies. So let's say you have a tablet, you, you know, you have internet, now you can download them at home, you can study them. Mm. All right, you have the physical uh, course material. You also have audio content. So in terms of lecture and course and lectures and all that that was delivered, yeah. you have the audio version. And if there's like a video, and they also do recording of um, lectures. So let's say, for example, you and your, your group and your tutor yeah. agree that, okay, we're going to have a class by 10 o'clock. Yes. And then you, something happened and then you can attend the class at that time. They would have the class and then record and then you can come back later and watch it. Okay. Right, so video, audio, soft copy, physical course material. More can you want? <laughs> what more can you want? Uh, maybe just uh, just a little more uh, for for someone who wants to be doing this learning, Mr. Zachary. So let's talk about uh, the money. Um, you, you know, currently right now, a lot of federal universities are charging way high than exactly. it used to be before. Exactly. You have people who were paying twenty five thousand euros tuition yeah. fee already paying a hundred and forty, hundred and fifty yeah. depends on. And what school they are in, and for the distance learning center, um, what's what's the cost price for it? Uh, what's the payment plan too for it? Well, the fee plan on this uh, system is flexible. There is no fixed amount of money that one must pay per semester or per session. Mm. What we have is a payment per cost system or structure, let me use the word. Okay. Yes, you are to pay per cost. Number of courses you're supposed to offer uh, tells you how much you're going to pay. Mm. For example, someone who is a uh, student of Bachelor of Nursing Science must not or will not have the same fee with someone who is a student of Bachelor of I mean, BSc Business Administration. Okay. Number of courses differ, of course. And so also with someone who is a student of computer science. Mm. So if, for example, you were to, for the undergraduate programs, you are to pay 10,000 Naira per course only. Okay. So if, example, you have six courses to offer or in your first semester, you're expected to pay 60,000 Naira. Oh, okay. And then with an examination fee of 20,000 Naira. Mm. So you see with just 80,000 Naira, you're done with your first semester. If you have five courses in your second semester, you're expected to pay 50,000 Naira with an examination fee of 20,000 Naira, that's 70,000 Naira. Mm. So imagine how friendly the fee is. And then not just paying, you must as rightly mentioned by my colleague, you must not register all the courses at once due okay. to some reasons. Either work schedule or this issue of financial... Constraint. Uh, of course. Mm. Uh, if you are to register, let's say, seven courses, then that's 70,000 Naira, and then maybe you have just 50,000, let me use the word, 50,000 Naira. 
what the system requires is you have to register what we call minimum credit units. Okay. And what is the minimum the credit unit? The minimum credit, credit unit, unit is 12 mm. for the undergraduate programs. So you have to register a minimum of 12 credit units. That 12 can be four courses. If there are three, three credit units, it can be five courses, it can be six courses. Mm. So that gives you the flexibility to choose how you're going to make your payment. And for the postgraduate programs, you have to pay 20,000 Naira per course. Why 20,000 Naira per course? Yes, that's what we call it, postgraduate. <laughs> it's not undergraduate. <laughs> In fact, the, the delivery, the content, the yeah. everything is far very much different from the undergraduate because undergraduates usually are generalities. Well, when you come, it comes to master's level, there's special, I mean, specializations. Mm. So you're going to specialize maybe in banking and finance. You want to specialize in marketing and whatsoever. So the discipline, the delivery and what's the content is far very much different from what you have at the undergraduate level. So that's just the fee structure. Very flexible and very friendly and very, very affordable compared with what we have in uh, currently you mentioned in the, the increase in fees by federal and private state and uh, all, all the institutions is, is very, very much compared with what we have uh, at the distance learning platform. And interestingly, yes. interestingly, with this just few amount of money you're going to pay mm. and someone is paying huge at the conventional system, at the end of the, uh, at the program, you stand to earn the same degree as someone who has gone through the conventional system. Your certificate does not carry anything distance learning. So it's just the it's regular... the same as the regular student. So imagine comfortability, flexibility, affordability mm. with same quality uh, mean certificate. So imagine. So the, the services that distance learning, the distance learning center is given seamless than the... On, on a, on a so there's no, there are no cues to, to wait on to submit anything. Not I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm talking from a point of experience because okay. uh, my school was an affiliate to ABU's area and I know how <laughs> you stand on cues and be... Yeah, looking at ABU, mm. you know, you said an affiliate. You, your school is one out of many schools that are affiliated to ABU's area. Mm. Uh, or the almighty ABU's area. So the almighty. ABU is the largest university in Nigeria. Number of students is beyond... In fact, it's very much... The very large number of students. Mm. ABU is doing so much to, to, to give education to every Nigerian, both within and outside the country. So yeah. that's why the, the distance learning system comes in to complement those uh, the, the, all those queue of a thing and then mm. yes to solve so many problems. Uh, okay, okay, uh, Mister Nanlat, let's that, let's talk. It's still the money issue, but uh, I'm I'm just talking as mm. a from the point of a common Nigerian mm. um, with the current dollar rate that we're seeing is the are the fees for distance learning not influence at all with with the exchange rates uh, or as the exchange rate changes so does the price of things change. at all it's completely disconnected at all at all yeah so how then do you, do you make your money <laughs> <laughs> you know um well you know the more the student mm. you know it's um the more the student the i would say uh the cheaper or rather the less costlier it is to deliver mm. the service if you look at it from a scaling perspective yeah all right. And um, then on the student side, um, yes. you know, there's a hidden cost that people mostly don't price into going to physical schools. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to pay for this, pay for that. And before you know it, you're spending more than... Yeah, you know. 
than <laughs> than you budget. You have to. You have to. Feeding is another thing, which mm. is mm. is constant. You mm. must eat. And accommodation yeah. and all of that. All this, yeah. Even accommodation. Sometimes <laughs> we know this this issue of squatting. You can squat <laughs> with your friend, but feeding. You can't squat feeding <laughs> You have to feed yourself. So you this issue, how much do you eat per day? Like how many square meals do you eat per day? Mm. And all these things. These are hidden costs. I mean, that we don't really take into consideration when we are talking about conventional system. But here you sit at home. You just don't. The I only thing that is required of you is just your data. Yeah. That's mm. the only thing. Basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. You can be a part of the conversations this morning. You can call in to ask your questions. The numbers to call 90 555 or 0812187777. I'll take it again. 90 555 or 0812187777. And be a part of the conversation on all our social media platform. Our Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yeah. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Tichi and Tijongshok. Sadiq Umar, go ahead. Yes. Um, actually, I will comment you. Yes, you have spoken very, very well. And actually, this, this self-learning is very, very important in how our education it has been. Most of the, uh, let's say, the activity of education from going to campus and other things that would make education very expensive to our uh, uh, youth. So I think our youth should use this one as an advantage so that it will be a very, very good one. But my question to your guest is that most of the things that we have online, you know that we have process. So how are we, how are the people being showing uh, that, or what is the difference between the defrosters or the legit, uh, uh, let's say, source okay. of the registration, mm. so that the people will also be aware of that. And mm. the second question is that we have open university, which is, uh, it has been existing. What is the difference between this, uh, this program and that of open university? No. So that's the second question I want to ask. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, Sadiq Omar, for that question. I'll give our guest time to answer that, but we'll take all the calls this morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Adika. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Chukudi is calling from Australia. All right, Chukudi, <coughs> go ahead. Yes, the question I want to ask your guest this morning is, uh, I just I wish they would be able to answer this question. Okay. Um, number one is that um, we're talking about uh, students, you know, the federal government wants to give Nigerian students, student loan. Yes. Um, one of your colleagues just mentioned that uh, feeding is very, very important. It's very paramount because you have to feed every day. Mm. The government, <clears throat> in their good, um, you know, um, with their good wishes, wanting to make Nigerians go to school. Mm. But I want to ask, if somebody is hungry, can he be able to learn? That is the first question. Mm. And if the government is unanimous to be able to give Nigerians students and the youth loan to be able to acquire education, mm. um, can they be able to give Nigerians going to go and feed? That is another question I want to ask you. Two questions now, all put all together. Yeah. And lastly, yes. um, um, if the Nigerian government, Nigerian government said that this leadership under Ashwajibola Metinibu is over and they continue. Mm. Well, not so. I think that Ashwajibola Metinibu should just resign on the grounds that I cannot manage the economy of this country. Yes, I say these things without any apology because I don't see the reason why he inherited Nigeria at 720 naira, 740 naira per dollar. Oh. And the dollar is trading today at 1,300 naira. 
how does an ordinary man who is working to earn 30,000 naira, 80,000 naira, survive under this economy? All right. I was thinking that leadership is all about people trying to make people happy. But mm. if they have come with the policy, they're going to punish Nigeria. I'm saying that let them just resign because they cannot, handle, cannot manage this, the Nigeria's economy. You're going to help us wrap up, up your thoughts. Okay, thank you so much. All right. I wanted to give you the opportunity to see your mind. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call back. Don't forget the numbers to call 90 So I'll give you the opportunity to answer a few of the questions um, quickly. Well, um, I'll answer the question for the first caller yeah. um, with regards to um, authenticity yeah. and um, the authentic, legit website mm. to go. Now, we only have one. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> let me call it out. You click on um, it's um, www.abudlc.edu.ng. That's the website. Okay. Yes. Uh, my colleague earlier on mentioned um, the application, application portal. portal. Mm. Yes, that one. And um, we'll give at the end of the interview, we'll give our contact, contact details yes, so that if you have any information, you can call or you can send an email. Yes. And we'll get your details and, you know, answer all of your questions if in case you even have more questions. Right. Uh, with regards to the difference between us and... Um, the Open University. Yeah, my colleague will take it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I agree. Yes. All right. Uh, there's, there's difference also. Well, the National Open University yeah, is solely... Uh, belongs it belongs to the federal government of nigeria mm. uh, sponsored by the federal government of nigeria taken care of by the federal government of nigeria and it has what we call study centers where if you are going to have lectures you go to the study centers to uh, to take your lectures whereas in this uh, system of our distance learning center we don't have any study center what we have is a liaison office where you just go there for screening mm. and you pick your course materials but your learning lectures everything is done online and at the end of the program your certificates will not in any way uh, carry distance learning center okay. it is abu zaria that's just the major difference all right Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. hello good morning Okay, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? You saying Comrade Bernard on the line. All right, Comrade Bernard, go ahead. There's a brother from different mother. I like to have you talking. It's a very good comparison. Mm. Oh, are you asking where he is? He's on sabbatical course. <laughs> He's resting. Well, that's a different thing. Good morning to your guys. I spoke to you very well. my dear. Yes. Educational system is the bedrock of every development of a nation and the very important. And the guy they jealously. You see the rough for rough fight the federal government just to cause more poverty mentality. They know it. And by going, if we are copying people who love this country. The only slides on the National Assembly to say, okay, today, no public officer or public servant will take his child to university under the country. This is the remedy. Mm. And no, no public servant will go to, we go to foreign uh, treatment. This is our country. 
Dangote cannot be an employee of Dangote, cannot be richer than Dangote. People are talking here, juxtaposing 160 million. Who say that? If it is other country, this country will be born in law. Somebody from where he doesn't have a road, he doesn't have a water, he doesn't have a light. Somebody voted you, you call your property. You know, before you come over here, because of that, it will cost you land for 200 million. And I'm here watching. Common education. Tinebu came, you're going to give students law. How many, how many of their policy have written to ordinary man? How many will you get access to that? No, I can't it. So what is the, what are we talking about? Mm. So what I'm saying is that let university get in autonomy. And getting autonomy doesn't mean you should rob it and pay poor. Mm. Doesn't mean that students should be paying higher. You are giving loan and some of the students are not coming back. What is rational? So we don't have any subsidy in this government. So is that how we continue to rob? Very because of our time, I have to cut you short. Thank you so much for your contribution. Yes, in 30 seconds. You know more than sports too. There are a lot of people who are guiding the university. Allow the university to rush itself. The money itself. The dissonance are there. So bringing this, this, and that to come and disturb the We have a, we, 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 we chancellor. We have the, we have this. I like the visa and the senate. Don't run in the back. They can get All right, Kwame Bennett. Thank, thank you so much for your contribution this morning. We'll take a few of your comments on our social media platform this morning on Facebook. Right here, Yodelia Babiakai saying distance learning is really rewarding and gives you time to read and study at your own pace. And also, I like the fact that there is no strike. I've seen fresh young graduates from secondary school join the school and are doing well. And I know many who have graduated from this school, especially the one in Joss and Open University at Beauty Materials. On the student, um, Tinubu student loan, I don't buy the idea how... How do they pay back is the question he's asking. Absolute Chineke saying, good morning. The initiative is a very good bomb, but can we trust the institution not to play politics with it? I plead with the necessary authorities in charge of the Loan Act to make it possible or accessible to the poor students who really need it. And finally, before I give them for um, other details from my guest this morning, David Max Samboy saying, good morning. Whether APC government speaks million times, I will not believe them because they're... <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read this comment. It's just a lot of... Um, speech there and charity Harris is saying i just wish that instead of the students loan the school fees be reduced to the barest minimum to allow the poor masses go to school great work thank you so much so um mr nande well um what i would say with regards to um you know there's not a direct question yes you could just tell the spirit you know of there's some comment yes, on the yeah. very model mm. and they're also concerned about payment you know and all of that I would say is <clears throat> the regards to anxiety and rising cost would always be with us. It's yeah. not something that would go away. Government or no government, you know, as long as you live on earth, you know, prices, costs, and all of those things will be associated. What I would always say, uh, and to end on a very positive note, is you can't pray for things to get easier. Mm. You know, I'd rather pray. I'd rather advise that you pray to get tougher. You know, so if you have a secondary school education and you happen to do well for yourself, whether you have a business or you drive a care care, no matter what kind of business you are, rather than, you know, focus on, oh, you wish things could be cheaper, is how do I improve myself? Yeah. And one, I mean, a lot of evidence has it. You know, some of the people who first move away from, let's say, the agrarian economy or the very, you know, local farming, 
you know, some of the first people to have probably moved into middle class or wealth have done that through education. Mm. You know, one of the things that convinced our great-grandparents or grandparents to be able to send their children to school because the evidence was that that person went to school and he's been able to help their family. So with distance learning education, you can, you know, earn money, whether you're a shopkeeper or you work, f you know, in a shop, yeah. to be able to earn an education without having to, you know, overly stress yourself or for things like bank. accommodation mm -hmm. and all those other costs associated. Mm -hmm. Now, if you, let's say right now, there are probably landlords who would increase their rent by 50% or 100% yes. next year. And it doesn't matter if the university, in fact, there are people who are paying twice their school fees in rent, mm. you know, as we speak, you know, so and all of that. So the distance learning allow for you to be able to manage your costs to a large degree because you know the thing you're paying for, you know when you're graduating, mm. and you know that your degree would not be discriminated against. Yeah. And we can authenticate the, the certificate. Absolutely. So where you want to buy for office, <laughs> there will be stories here well, and uh, Honestly, issue of uh, authenticity. Let me chip in something. In 40 uh, seconds. Cause we of uh, time. we so have students mm. from across the country and even beyond. As I spe I'm speaking right now. We have mm. students in the United, uh, United Kingdom. We also have an exam center in the United Kingdom in London. Okay. We have an exam center in the United Arab Emirates in Dubai. Mm. We have uh, another exam center in, uh, we're establishing another exam center in New York and uh, Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. We have an, a partnership with the West African Institute for Global Affairs in, uh, in the Gambia. So this issue, without authenticity, this partnership and having more exam wouldn't centers have and students abroad wouldn't have even come, come up. So yeah. please, uh, you call on people to, to join the system. You'll be glad you, you, you joined the system. All right. and, and the issue of this uh, strike and affordability is here to, to tell you more about it. And there's no strike. You don't have any problem traveling outside your comfort zone, working places, and what have you, to down to Zaria to get a, an ABU degree. Okay, for, for, for more inquiries, if people want to call to find yes, out. Yes, um, they can uh, call these numbers uh, Gently. Zero eight one. Zero eight one. Five three. Five three. Zero zero. Zero zero. Zero zero. Zero zero. One zero. One zero. Take it again, please. Zero eight one. Zero eight one. Five three. Five three. Zero zero. Zero zero. Zero zero. Zero zero. One zero. One zero. And the email and website and okay. all of that. You can email this uh, institution via support at abudlc dot edu dot ng i'll take that again yes quickly support at abudlc dot edu dot ng and the website the website is abudlc dot edu dot ng take that again abudlc dot edu dot ng all, All right. payments, no whatsoever fiscal cash with anyone. ABUDLC doesn't send any representative to collect cash from anyone. Mm. Payments, everything is done online via this website and the application portal. All right. I, I would have allowed you to talk more about uh, we have to pay some bills. Mm. And if I don't, um, it's salary week. Where would it come from? <laughs> but thank you so much, Mr. Zachary Mohammed Tukur, for coming. Thank you so much, Mr. Nanlat Muda, for coming. And also the lady who came with the Mrs., uh, Miss or Mrs. or Mrs. Mafo Doris Gimba, who's right here. Yes, this was Let's Talk on your super feel good radio station, J101.9 FM. The news comes up by 10 o'clock. You want to keep your eyes locked on. Good morning.
Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.